welcome to NOLO Time, episode 34. My name is Obed Velez, and with me, it's Marvel's super dude, Choya. <laughs> What's up, NOLO Time? What's good? Here on episode 34, man. Uh, I know you shout out the, the Marvel, and I know we were just talking before we went live on here, but uh, you're wearing that Star Wars jacket, man, and I love Star Wars. We got plenty of Star Wars news to talk about today, and... I love Star Wars so much, man. You can wear that jacket every episode, and I will never complain. I love Star Wars, man. But but on the downside, Joel, I think it's too much Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Um, but what's up, man? I know that the Super Bowl happened, and something really interesting happened during the Super Bowl um, uh, with Netflix. So what's up with that, man? Yeah. Um, so as we're all watching the Super Bowl, and... I had a feeling J.J. Abrams was going to put out. It was pretty much like, you know, all but confirmed that we knew something was going to come out in regards to his Cloverfield property that he's been working on um, producing. And so we got the Cloverfield Paradox, like, te teaser trailer kind of thing uh, during the Super Bowl. And it was in the middle part. So it was a really, really good trailer. I'm watching like, oh, because I love the Cloverfield movies. I've watched the first one, the second one. So I, obviously I'm going to see this one. Um, and then like, I didn't know it was going to be on Netflix. That was news to me. Maybe it had been out there. I didn't know it was going to be on Netflix. I thought that was pretty interesting. Then towards the end, because like, excuse me, let me backtrack. So when that commercial trailer thing comes out, um, Cloverfield Paradox, it's announced at the end. It says it's on Netflix and it says that it's coming soon. Then at towards the end of the Super Bowl, we get another, and I'm watching, and I'm like, are they playing the same trailer again? Like that doesn't usually happen during the Super Bowl. Clever Netflix, they go ahead and say, now streaming, now available online, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's it, gotta jump in after the Super Bowl's done. Great game, cool. Click on my Netflix app, and I'm in. Yeah, that was brilliant piece of marketing that they did there and um everyone went crazy like the internet went crazy like people stopped watching the super bowl to go <laughs> watch the, to go watch the movie it was it was it was one of those things and and uh one of those instant gratification things and and people you know it's one human nature in, in in sort of that way so a lot of people jumped into it um i heard mixed reviews i heard people like it some other people say it's it's, it's just dull but uh, what's your take on it? Okay, so I I watched it and I don't have any issues with it at all. I think this like because you have to understand each of the Cloverfield movies that they've done, it's all it's all about like perspective, right? And it's like the unknown. So like when you watch Cloverfield, all every and the only thing that the fans want is alien shots and like these you know seeing the the the, the big aliens running around and all that stuff. That's not what this movie is. Um, this movie is from the way I interpret it, it's a simultaneously happening, like the same thing you see in Cloverfield Lane and you see happening in the original Cloverfield movie, what's happening in Cloverfield Paradox, it seems like all these events are simultaneously happening. The events in Cloverfield happening, um, uh, I want to say in New York, uh, Cloverfield Lane, I believe is in California, if I'm not mistaken. And then what's happening in this movie is happening in space. So like it's kind of bringing more 
we're putting more pieces together of the puzzles. We watch this, and I like that. I don't like watching something and being like, I want to see this, I want to see that. Like, I've just sat there and just had a great time. Yes, it does feel a little bit dragged, but it's suspenseful. So I think that's what kept me enough intrigued and happy. And those movies are very suspenseful anyways. But like, you're because you, you really don't understand. You're like, I don't know what's going on, but you just want to keep watching more. And that's what, for me, at least kept me intrigued enough. Um, and then at the end, you get something that I'm not going to spoil it at all, but it definitely makes it all worth it at the end. And the way it ends, you're like, oh my gosh, when is the next one coming out? You're just ready for the next one. I cannot wait for the next Cloverfield. And that's how these movies are. They they make you wanting more. And so I'm so happy. I think he had announced, I think that they are going to do like at least a few more of these movies. And they should, because I really think they've got a lot of great material and a great universe that's being built with these Cloverfield movies. So I, I'm on board. I understand to his own, you don't have to like this. But I think... Um, I think a lot of people were just upset that they didn't see more aliens or see more alien stuff in there. You know, that that didn't bother me just because the characters were strong enough to, to, to carry it. And we got enough payoff at the end for our waiting. Okay. Uh, I know I, I love the first one, uh, like the, the original Cloverfield. I think it's um, – I don't want to call it lightning in a bottle um, but because that's not the right term. But it was definitely masterfully done in the way that – it's it, it 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 was always a secret, and it actually ended in a secret, and you don't know where this thing came from and why, and and all of these things that were going on. Um, so I absolutely love that movie. I never watched the second one, um, and I heard that this one was they there was some tease in an article a few weeks ago, and um, I, I believe the movie like like the actress that were in this movie did not know that this was a Cloverfield movie uh, to them. It was a movie, I believe called the God particle or something like that. And then, and then at the end of that, they redid, you know, they, they, they did the post-production on it and then they let them know. It's like, Hey, by the way, this was uh, a, you know, a Cloverfield movie that you guys were on. So uh, I think that's brilliant. And I think the marketing on it was brilliant. So we'll see if DJ um, Abrams continues to, uh, do or produce more of these uh, now that after after episode nine's done, I'm sure he's exactly. gonna have a few more pro new projects uh, up his sleeve. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, hopefully the wait's not gonna be that long, but I know Star Wars is gonna take plenty of his time. So we'll we'll see. But I, I'm I uh, I have no doubts that this is gonna have another one. And I think a lot of people, like you even said yourself, they stopped watching the Super Bowl to watch this. Um, so I think it's kind of hype enough for people to watch it enough that they'll they'll be able to, to put another one out there but i tell you what the quality of this thing like when you watch it this could have easily been in the movie theaters like some might argue it should have been in the movie theaters because it was the quality of how it's shot and the visual effects it does not look like a cheap whatever like this looks like a blockbuster style film on um, the way it's shot so so I'll, I'll give it that much but but yeah man we'll, we'll see what happens with the next color field yeah yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, not not much on on my side, man. I spend my free time playing more Dragon Ball. Um, I I love that game, man. That game's really really good. I keep getting deep into it. Uh, I'm still uh, chipping away at the at the story mode. I only have one section left, and then the rest of the time I just spend in training and trying to find my team. I still I'm still not. I haven't found that the the 
team synergy on the characters. And there's, you know, there's 24 characters right now, eight more characters coming uh, in the near future. But I still have, I, I there's characters that I like, but then they, I can't seem to find synergy on the characters that I like. So I'm still experimenting and, and uh, going into training mode and uh, doing the combo practice and, and all that. So I'm still having a lot of fun with it. That game is fantastic. Um, not like I said, not much on my side. I, no first weekend without Battlefront in a since Battlefront came out. That's that's so, kind of good. So it's kind of good. I'm taking a break for it. Uh, one thing though that I wanted to share with you guys because I had mentioned it in the past is that I had pre-ordered the uh, CD of Final Fantasy NT. I got the game. I had it for two days. I didn't open it, and I returned it. <laughs> um, not because I'm uh, I'm a hater. There's two things that really threw me off, right? And that's why I didn't even open the game. There was no reviews at launch. Absolutely zero reviews at launch. Uh, whenever that happens, you need to get worried. It, it's kind of like the movies when... When you know when DC movies come out, and it's like, uh, oh, but we come out in two days, and there's no reviews out there. What's going on? It's not great. So something similar to that happened. Uh, I saw the first uh, pro or major review came out today from Gamespot. They gave it a five mm. out of ten. So um, I, I kind of felt that it was like, and I and I didn't return it because of no reviews. I returned it because I, I, I want to invest myself in Dragon Ball and I want to invest myself in Street Fighter. Uh, I bought that season pass. I really want to get on it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm clearing out um, time so I can dedicate myself into improving myself on those on those games to to go competitive, even you know online or, or at a local level so i'm trying to do that uh, i still don't have enough time let's see how that goes um but man dragon ball fantastic i'm still in love with that game every every time that i find a new animation it's like oh, this, this is so good this guys were able to pull this off and and it's flawless and this the story is, is wacky and it's 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 like watching a, a Dragon Ball Z movie where it's like there's really nothing happening, but the fights are cool. So <laughs> so, so that's kind of like the story the story because um it, it's for if you're if you're a, a long time Dragon Ball Z fan you know that there we got the series here in the U.S. but there were uh, I believe it's. 13 original DBC movies that came out in the 90s while the series was going on. And we got, I believe, three of them. Uh, we got the Garlic Jr., um, we got The World's Strongest, and The Tree of Might. So we got those three movies dubbed in English, but then there was another nine movies that we didn't get. So, so it's kind of like watching those movies where it's like there's nothing really of impact happening it's just, it's fine <laughs> because there's nothing really happening. But the fights are cool. You know, you get to fight. I was like, oh, there's like the big, big power ups and big fights, and something really cool happens at the end. But that's kind of like how the the story mode is in, in this game. Uh, it, it's long. I mean, I'm I'm like ten hours in, I think, on the story mode, and I, I think I still have like three more left. 
So a 13-hour story mode for a fighting game is not bad at all. Um, like I said, this game has a very robust arcade mode. It has other modes that you can go into. So, you know, I'm just doing arcade, uh, a story mode because I want to unlock a character that you unlock uh, after you finish it. So uh, I still haven't gotten the season pass. I want to wait until they announced everything uh, to get in on it. Um, but, Joel, I want to take the opportunity now that I'm talking about Dragon Ball and segue into our first bit of news. And it's that um, they announced the game's lineup for Evo. And and, and it's shocking. It's, it's shocking, Joel. Let's dive something, into this. Something prophetic happened in our last episode. Ah, no so, load time. So, <laughs> so here's the list of games. It's Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, Tekken 7, Smash Bros. for Wii, Smash Bros. Melee, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which that game is not even out yet. I believe it's coming out in um, April, if I'm not wrong. Um, so it'll have two months out. It'll make it to Evo. Uh, Guilty Gear XR Rev 2, Injustice 2, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So missing from that list, Joel, is Marvel. Marvel versus Capcom. Yep. Infinite. Yep. Uh, and it makes it. Um, I don't know. There's, there's. I I, I read today. I didn't look into it, but I saw a headline somewhere that Capcom Cup 2018 is not gonna have Marvel. So maybe they just they're just gonna kill it off. Um, it, what's really interesting on this one, Joel, is that uh, Capcom had their shareholders uh, review, like like you know most of the companies had in in this past couple of weeks. Um, they had that, I believe, Monday, and they said that Capcom is refocusing their efforts into two things: esports and quality control. So if they're focusing on esports, why not launch Marvel as, you know, an esports platform? But then at the same time, if they're focusing on quality control, that game that game has gaping flaws and, and contradictory. Exactly. You know, it it's it, it's hard to go back to that game after after just even seeing uh Dragon Ball because it's like I said, it's built on the same engine, but it's it's such a superior product um, at the end of the day. And even the same goes for the same goes for Street Fighter. They released they they kind of like relaunched the game, and it's been like the fans and the community has accepted the change, and it's been doing great. So that's you know kudos to Capcom. They actually came out and they fixed the product, and people are receiving it very well. So that's good for them. Um, but at the same time, it has some of the problems. You know, it has clip. The characters have, you know, clipping. And Ken still looks like an idiot. And the, you still have all these problems that that that, still, that are still unaddressed. But then the only thing that I can think of, Joel, is that Capcom is, is going to relaunch uh, Marvel sometime this year, maybe the end of the year, maybe beginning of uh, 2019. Probably not. That would be too late by then the game's definitely going to be dead uh, i i regret spending my 90 bucks on that deluxe edition man because that i i saw it at 40 for 40 bucks at gamestop wow 
it's ridiculous. And then and I think Target had the the regular version for thirty, and the deluxe for fifty. Uh, when I went last time, I went to Target, and man, I was like, they they really need to get on this thing, and they they need to fix this game. They need to come up with a solution. They cannot let this game die. Um, look at Arxis. Going back to Arxis, now they have three games, right? Now there's a, there's a, a major balance update for Guilty Gear coming out, I believe, in March. Cross Battles coming out, and Dragon Ball pretty much took over. So Capcom's left with Street Fighter. And... Yep. Could they survive? Probably because of the the roster being very strong, and the DLC characters that are coming out for season three are are all characters that fans are looking forward to. So that that's probably going to give Street Fighter another year or year and a half. But I I really don't know what the plans for Marvel is. I don't know what. What Capcom's thinking? I don't know if they're just gonna redo the graphics and do a full relaunch as a season two. Hopefully, that's what they'll do. It's again, it's unfortunate because the game is fun. The game is not not it. It is, and I've said it before on the podcast. It is not a bad game. The game is fun, but it's unfortunate that it has so many problems. And when it when it comes to quality control, when it comes to music, the music that the music in that game is not great, and 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 the graphics are not great. So um, we'll see uh, where where this goes. But man, as Mister Marvel, Marvel, do you think Disney should step in and do something? And, or or what do you think of this, man? Um, I think I think you nailed it when you said that. I hope that this is not the way this game goes out um, as it stands today. So, like, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a Disney could step in and fix it kind of thing and from, a, from a gaming side. I mean, I know they probably understand, like, the outcry of the business. They can step in and say, like, look, you need to fix it. But I don't know if they'll know, you know how to, to identify the real, the real problems. Or I think Capcom needs to really grab this, this thing by the, the horns and, and figure it out. Uh, and especially like you said it yourself, the the fact that they're now taking a more esports centric um, approach in the future of their business, you know, you have the Street Fighters that's that's always going to be out there, and that's fantastic. I think that they obviously they can't take what they have right now and put that in that lineup. But if they can do something, whether it's in the sense of a season two, although I'm not sure if I even feel that solution right now. Um, but I do hope that there's some kind of way that they can fix the image and not let this be the last thing it's remembered by just because um, you said the game is fun. It looks bad and it's not a good look from a PR standpoint as well. So I, I, I mean, it's, it is fixable, but I don't know how much Capcom is going to want to put the resources into it. And that's what concerns me about it going out this way. I think it's more like as the fan side of me saying, like, I hope it does go out this way. But from a business standpoint, if you have to move on, you have to move on. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, they can. Uh, the only the only way they can save this game is uh, announce season two with X Men characters. You know, the characters that are missing, the fan favorite characters, 
and bring fan favorite characters from the Capcom side because they they were there's Capcom has in my opinion next to probably Nintendo the the most iconic um IPs, you know, you got Mega Man and you got Street Fighter and you got Del May Cry and then you got you got all these franchises from Capcom, but then they the, the choices they made and the characters they brought from their universe is like why rehashes from MVC three instead of just bring giving us something new and fresh. So, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I just I, I, like I said, I'm I just don't want this game to die that. That type of death—it's—it's it's yeah. sad. It—it's sad. Um, I wanted it to do better, but you know, it's unfortunate. So, yeah. definitely. Yep. Uh, and the other—the other, the other uh, gaming-related piece of news that I want to talk about, Joe, real quick, is Kasarai is retiring from Sony as the CEO. Uh, of course, Kaz was the uh, the PlayStation guy, the original PlayStation guy back in the day. So he was the one that um, that was in charge of uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America and then took over the entire the PlayStation division. And then after that, he got promoted to CEO when, um, when Sony was uh, faced with, uh, with extreme financial problems and they have to sell off, you know, Vio and they have to sell off uh, some, of their, some of the properties that were, that were not being profitable. Uh, but Sony's profitable, profitable again. Cast did a phenomenal job. He basically saved the entire company. Uh, a lot of people were speculating that Sony was going to become just a PlayStation company and they were going to sell off all the other electronics um, divisions. But um, Kaz was able to uh, save pretty much the, the what was left of the company. You know, they had to cut Vio. They had to cut... Um, some of the things and some of the partnerships they had. Uh, and, and of course we, we were just talking about this um, yesterday uh, about Sony having all these proprietary plugs and, and cards and all this stuff. So they had to, you know, they have to move it in a different direction. They have to look into something different and being more compatible with uh, the current um, uh, electronics market. Uh, so uh, Cass is going to be, Leaving uh, Sony, and he, uh, the person that's going to be taking over is uh, Kenichiro Yoshida, and he's the, uh, I believe, executive director and CFO for Sony, and and I believe he was handpicked by Kasurai to be his successor. So, um, so I'm happy with this decision, and uh, the best to Cass, and we'll miss him. I mean, we haven't seen him at a at a PlayStation press conference in a, in a few years since he took over the entire company, but uh, but we'll miss him. You know, he's there at CES and um, in in other bigger events, but we'll definitely uh, uh, feel that he's no longer with the company. But he's still gonna be like a senior Sherman, one of these uh, like honor Japanese titles that Japanese companies keep. So. Yeah, he'll definitely be like an advisor still. Like they'll be able to pick up the phone and call him and be like, "Hey, look, like, what do you think about this and that?" Um, but it is very sad, um, you know, just from the sense of like as a you know as a fan of everything that that's happened with Sony of how they've 
they've risen again. You know, there, there was a time that it, it wasn't what it is today and they still have some, some battles as a business, but um, it's, I've always been impressed with the way he has handled himself and the way he's handled the business and the way he's handled the fans and the community. Um, you know, his fingerprints are very much felt all throughout Sony, uh, particularly PlayStation, especially, you know, you look at the success during the PlayStation two era, right before he, um, stepped up as a CEO, he was doing a lot of great work on, um, the Ratchet and Clanks and the Jack and Daxters and his, his fingerprints, like I said, is throughout the company and, and, um, he's really, um, helped us to really you know see playstation thrive see sony continue to thrive and i think it's paid off with the success you see the companies had with their playstation 4 um and with you know their, some of their other products and i only wish him all the best you know as he goes out and i wish sony continued the best uh just because you know it's 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 get it's becoming a monopoly out there obed and so it's great to yeah. see these companies you know that that continue to continue to try and do something new, do something fresh, um, and continue to, you know, survive and, and thrive. So wishing him all the best as he goes out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we'll, we'll definitely miss him. Um, and Joe, let's, let's jump into the, the craziness that was both the Super Bowl trailers and the news that followed in the next couple of days and the news that we just got today. So um, do you want to start with um, the Deadpool trailer or do you want to start at the Avengers uh, quick tease that they did at the Super Bowl? Uh, let's start with the Deadpool stuff and then we can jump into some of the, the bigger, big stuff up there. Not that Deadpool's not big by any means because we got news. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Deadpool today, we got the Deadpool meets Cable trailer. Um it's classic Deadpool marketing, man. Like they don't, they don't, they don't play by the standard rules, and that's okay. And that's what's made the the, the first movie, especially, do so well. Like it's completely taking classic Deadpool, playing parodies of different um, things that have happened. So you know, right within uh, the beginning of the trailer, there's you know you're seeing some really cool cable action. Uh, you know, like the movie looks super intense. I'm like, this doesn't even feel like a Deadpool like style of like a movie. Like when you're seeing the very beginning. And then of course the Deadpool stuff ensues when you see that the guy's got a green arm and he yeah. doesn't have any, any CGI done. And I love, I love when Deadpool makes the, the statement about like, you know, this is not like, this is not that hard. It's not like we have to take a guy's mustache off. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I last this time guy, I heard man. that. Because yeah, I know you haven't seen Justice League yet, but dude, CGI, man. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that was, I thought it was really fun. And the little Woody, you know, Buzz kind of like jokey kind of style thing. Got the, do, do you like the Thanos joke? Yeah, that I was, was like, the, I, I'll help you. I got the stones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This guy, yeah. this, this guy is... Uh, you know, very aware of you know what what the the character is, and very aware of the you know all the different stuff that fans think and how they view these character. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a very interesting, not expected trailer. But when it comes to Deadpool, don't expect anything. <laughs> just 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 know it's gonna be something very interesting. 
Um, the last time we had something was the Bob Ross thing that that had come out, right? Oh, that, that was, was really funny, yeah. yeah. We got some more footage this time yeah. towards the end. Um, yeah, I mean, this this movie's coming, and I will. I'm gonna hold back from saying something because it's gonna actually connect to another story that we're gonna go into a little bit later on. But um, yeah, I think this movie's gonna do well. That's yep. a, that's what I'll say. It, it definitely looks like they the they definitely stepped up with the budget on this one um it looks like they're really putting money in a, on it um i saw a shot that i can't remember seeing it in the trailer but i, I did see a picture of of the team up and now there's speculation that that's going to be x-force and then they're going to spin off x-force out of this movie and but we'll see how that goes with uh with the whole you know disney fox thing going on but it, it looked good, man. It looked it looked funny, and looks like it it's gonna have a lot of action. Uh, we'll see how it goes. The first one was surprisingly good. That I really enjoyed that movie quite a bit. So um, we'll see how this one goes. I, I know that um, May is shaping up to be an extremely packed month, and we we gotta be selective. At least I gotta be. <laughs> you, oh yeah. Too. Joe's still living the bachelor life. He don't That's care. That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. Enjoying, yeah, I'm still enjoying that. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure if I'll even be able to see this movie in theaters. I, I probably won't. Come to think about it, I didn't see the last one in theaters either. Probably be on my couch with the remote watching it, but. I mean, like, I think it's gonna be a lot of a lot of money that's gonna come into this movie because of how much popularity of the character. I mean, let's be real, Obed. This is another this is another prime example of a character that people had no clue about or was not at all like talked about in the upper tier of superheroes until after this movie came out, brought a lot more awareness. And it's great that Rob Liefeld is around to be able to see this happen too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, this was one of those things. It's like, who's this Deadpool? Is that Deathstroke? No, Deadpool. Oh, okay. Well, it's not. It's a parody of Deathstroke, sorta, you know. But at the same time, it's just parodying uh, a bunch of other things, you know. Not only Deathstroke. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff with with Deadpool. Um, yeah, actually, um, I still have Blu-ray still around here, but. Um, yeah, that that movie was surprisingly good. Really, really funny. Um, not for everyone. I think it's gonna be uh, in May, and and we're probably gonna talk about this a little bit later. But it wouldn't surprise me that this movie does better than Solo. That's where I was gonna go into, and we're gonna, okay. we'll get into that. But okay. definitely, definitely, that was the exact place I was gonna go into. Yep. So that that's potentially, interesting. potentially, it could do better. And and this is this is an R-rated movie, so. It, it depends. I mean, we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes. But, uh, Joe, Avengers, 30 seconds. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> where do you begin with a something that is just a mashup of epicness? That's the only <laughs> way I can describe it. It is a mashup of epicness. Like, I have watched the first uh, Avengers trailer infinite times, it feels like. And now this, I have all that I need. I'm not watching any more stuff. Like if there's another new commercial or clip, I have what I need from this. They they tease. I love love this new Spider-Man suit. Like you get a like you get a nice look of it in the other like you know um, trailer, but it's cool like to see him without the mask and like how 
how well they've done the CGI of that Iron Spider kind of suit. Um, I love the the whole Captain America's got that shield that comes out and retracting kind of thing. Um, I know that that shield had leaked, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and it leaked yeah, through a toy, which yeah. is classic. These toys leak all this stuff. But um, like people were like, oh, it's an ugly thing. We want the real thing, all that context. Like it's the same thing with the Captain Marvel thing. Okay, there's we don't know. Like, and then you finally see what's happening here. And I'm like, I'm not sold that that's gonna be the shield you see for the rest of the movie. Especially yeah. with some of the pictures that it leaked online for the next movie. Um, yeah, like I'm don't get too excited. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have an issue with it. Um, yeah, some of the some of the pictures that got leaked for for the next movie and some of the Sebastian uh, uh, Stan stuff that got out there um, maybe on purpose. So, but yeah, and and then you you just mentioned Captain Marvel. The, and, and, and I mentioned this to you about there's someone behind Captain when Captain and, and uh, I believe Vision and Black Widow are, Widow, are yeah. the camera, right? Yeah. And there's someone behind Captain. And what you what what do you see, Joe? Well, you you it to me it, it it looks like it is Captain Marvel because you see the classic Captain Marvel blue, yellow, and then red. And so that's like okay. Maybe my eyes are playing games on me. Maybe we're looking too far into this, but it looks extremely convincing. The classic Captain Marvel look right behind. Who knows what it is, but I'm telling you, man, like when you, you told did that to me and I pulled it up and I've zoomed in and I've looked, you know, getting all nerdy, trying to <laughs> analyze the costume details and all this stuff. No, I, I really think that that is, I think you're right. I think it is Captain Marvel right behind. And this is the thing. Like I just described to you, it's the same um, original costume colors and the pictures that we saw that come out that we had talked about. Um, I forget which episode was the last uh, week. About before. three episodes, three, four three, episodes ago. Yeah, yeah a few yeah. episodes ago. So like when we talked about it, we, we had mentioned how like the controversy behind it was that it was this green color and people didn't like that. Maybe it was for green screen. I don't know. Or maybe it was a flashback sequence or maybe she's going to get her suit in this movie. This is why we say context, don't get too excited. Because when we see it, when Marvel puts it out with the way Marvel does, not these leaked shots, when we get a Disney Marvel thing out there, it's going to be just right, just perfect. So, yeah, man, um, I am all in for this movie. And Thanos, the CGI, like on that last scene where he's, he's, he's you know, the close up of his face just for a second. It looks like, a lot better. Oh, it looks way better. He doesn't look pink yeah. anymore. Yeah, it doesn't look pink anymore. Uh, like you, it, it's 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 not. I don't want to say leaps and bounds, but it's considerably better than uh, the than the first Avengers movie when he showed up uh, at the end of the movie. So, um, and Joel, there's what you can clearly see is the bleeding edge armor on Iron Man. So, so that's that's in that's in the movie. Uh, that that really cool shot with. Uh, with Doctor Strange and, and Iron Man, um, when uh, Doctor Strange is uh, uh, doing the glyph and Iron Man grabs it, uh, very cool. Which uh, I was gonna reference that. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, that's the coolest thing seeing those two guys combo together. Just because, if you know, in the comics, Iron Man is not a believer in magic. He doesn't believe it at all. And obviously, Doctor Strange is all the source of supreme magic, right? 
Like that's why you see it in Age of Ultron. Like he Iron Man believes he can pick up Mjolnir because he's like, this is science. Like I could figure this out. I could pick this thing up. This ain't no magic trick, right? Same. So like seeing him team up with Strange, I'm sure he's gonna try and outwit. Like I could figure this out. Like this is say no magic, whatever, right? But uh, yeah, I love it. I love that. I love that combo in the trailer. Yeah, it's gonna be the battle of wits on those two. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Maybe maybe the Sorcerer Supreme will send him on a big acid trip like the, the ancient one did. <laughs> Doctor Strange. I'm like, okay, there's a multiverse. <laughs> yeah, then it comes to realize it. Um, but yeah, 30 seconds, real short. And like you said, I don't need anything else. Just leave it there. Yep. We're done. We're good. Yeah. And and Joel, the one that that has sort of a tail to it, um, uh, just before we jump into that one, <laughs> just a, a quick joke. What do you think of that Dwayne Johnson movie? Okay. This movie looks like it can give you an anxiety attack. And then I'm going to let you say, it looks like, it, like it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, another movie without the title of that movie. Yeah. What is that movie, Obed? That seems very obvious that it is, but it isn't. So I was waiting for what well, I saw the trailer and I saw this like, oh, wait, this looks a lot like, ah, and so I, I was waiting for the end of the the end of the trailer for the title. I was like, I was waiting for the title to be "Not Die Hard" <laughs> because it's it's just a total Die Hard ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. The, yeah. the Rock is doing these movies. He's got two movies coming out. This year. he's got the Rampage, and I forget the names. This, this tower movie, Skyscraper. So. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's just becoming the popcorn flick summer movies, huh? I I know, man. He's he's making it big, man. He's a uh, apparently he's really nice to work with because everyone keeps giving him work. You know, true. That's uh, and I mean that's a good thing. Like if absolutely, if, like like I've said before, go being nice goes a long way. So uh, sure. maybe he's working for him. Um, the 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 one other funny thing that I saw is that I don't know if you've seen the poster uh, where he's like jumping over like a forty foot gap trying to get back into the building and there's like flames coming in the bottom of the building. So, so I saw people are, are analyzing the poster. It's like, oh, that's, that's humanly impossible to make that jump. <laughs> and he's, he's, <laughs> and, and he's jumping and then there's graphs going. I was like, well, if you, if you do like average human speed do, and doing this distance and this jump, this is the part where he starts falling down. Uh, and like, we're best case scenario was like he actually makes it to the flames and that burns to death in there, but he would not make the jump. <laughs> oh my gosh, so it was really funny. Man. It was really funny, uh, but the, I mean, man, a, a car flew in, in Fast and the Furious a couple of movies ago, so I don't know. <laughs> and 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 like I know we're not even gonna go into this, but Mission Impossible, a man was holding on to a plane, and that was real for real shot, <laughs> yeah. you know, flying. So I don't know what's impossible, yeah. impossible these days, man. Uh, I know, uh, but Joe, the the one that we really want to talk about is is Solo. So they released a one minute teaser uh, during Super Bowl Sunday, uh, which was entertaining uh i like the i like the tone i, I like some of the shots um they didn't show too much they they showed enough where you know to keep you interested but then on monday the uh actual trailer uh dropped and it's around on a minute 45 
I I was really on the fence with this movie. Uh, I'm still cautiously optimistic about the movie. Um, my, I'm 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 gonna go see it. I'm gonna go see it. So I'm sold in that regards. Um, but I'm still I'm still a bit worried because I did hear some some rumors today. I was listening to another podcast and someone was saying that not only they have to do extensive reshoots and basically um, erase most of the work that Lord Miller had done. But I heard that the actor that's playing solo, I'm, I, I'm not sure what his name is. Um, I heard he's not good. And, and that has me concerned. Um, who can save this movie? Probably Childish Landino. <laughs> can save it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which he looks great, by the way. Um, the shots with the Falcon look fantastic. Like seeing the interior of the Falcon as a new ship uh, and seeing the original color scheme, which I saw an article. I can't believe I, I can't remember who was saying who, who was the article was from. I don't know if it was BuzzFeed or someone, but they were saying that it's like, oh, this um, oh, cinema blend. It was like uh, the paint scheme. Uh, on the Falcon is a plot hole. And it's like, no, it's not. Because that's the same color scheme that you saw in Revenge of the Sith when you see the Falcon flying into Coruscant. I don't know if you guys knew that, but there's the Falcon flying into Coruscant, and it has the same paint scheme that you see in that movie. So uh, clearly that's the original paint scheme. Um, my, 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 my line of thought is that after... Han wanted from Lando. He repainted it just so Lando wouldn't find him, <laughs> and that could be it. So, uh, but you know, should we see the movie? It looks like it's gonna have okay action, um, and and like I've mentioned before, there seemed to be a, a dynamic between Han and the Empire, uh, which was why when Obi Wan saw him in uh, the cantina in Mosley. He then asked for more money because he knew he knew what's up. So um, we saw we saw a couple of things, uh, but Joel, I think I think you're still sort of mixed on, on this movie, as as a lot of people are. are so um, what do you think? Uh, yeah. So we we talked about this um, trailer coming out, and I was like, I'm gonna save this for the podcast, but I have to be completely honest with you, this both trailers don't make me any more excited for the movie. And it's not because they're bad. The trailers are good. Um, they're, I mean, it's Disney marketing. They're fine. They're good. They're going to show us the good things. But I think this is the thing about Star Wars fans. They see this trailer. They say the trailer's good. I'm talking about the Monday trailer. The, the trailer's good, so therefore the movie's good. That's too far of a jump to make, too far of a leap that's premature. I'm not going to say that the movie's good now suddenly or I'm on board with the movie simply because of this. I think that's just that's just too, too premature of a thing to do. I've seen enough of these kinds of movies where the trailers were nice and then the movies were trash. The thing that you pointed out was the thing about the actor. I had heard rumors I don't know how true this is, and I think I had mentioned this on the podcast before. It had gone to the place with the main actor that they actually had to hire an acting coach to be on set with him in between takes to actually oh, help him act better. Oh, no way, that's, 
that's a that's an issue if that's the case. I'm not gonna be too hard on the guy because I don't I saw him in Hail Caesar. I thought he was very good in that movie. Maybe one of the better better characters in the whole movie. But but this is Han Solo we're talking about. One of the most, if not the the most, like it's gotta be in your in your top three, maybe top five, maybe top three of all time Star Wars characters. Um, you know, his name carries weight, which is why Disney taking the risk of literally making the entire movie off of his character. Just for that, you're gonna have the nostalgia and the new people come in and watch this movie. I am not gonna be the kind of person that's gonna judge him because because he doesn't he's not Harrison Ford. I think that's that's unfair to the actor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Harrison Ford is amazing. He's everything he's he's done, I've liked. Um, even like the most like um, you know, like movies, the movies that are not even like the, the Indiana Jones. He did this um I forget this name of this movie where like he's saying uh becoming I forget he did one of the one of these movies where like he's got like a disability or whatever. Like he can't even say the word like Cheerio or something. It's like this guy is like phenomenal of an actor, okay? Even 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 the work he did in, in uh, Force Awakens was was fine. Oh, yeah. But but I'm just saying like this actor has to do it the way he has to do it. He can't be trying to be Harrison Ford, and we have to get past that as, as fans. However, his voice did bother me. We didn't get much of it, of his of his character speaking, and this is a a Joel thing. This is not like I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but I've said here on the podcast I didn't care for the voice. Um, I know that's who he is, but I wish they could have done maybe a little bit of something to it because it just didn't. Um, especially like when he says the especially in the second one, in the second trailer they repeat the same line that said in the first one that's shown with during the Super Bowl, which didn't bother me in the Super Bowl. And when I heard it in the second trailer, it bothered me just a little bit. Um, is when he says the line like, I want to be a pilot, best in the galaxy. And I'm like, oh, it's a little on the nose. Yeah. It reminds yeah, me a little That line on the on the one for the Super Bowl actually I think came out pretty good. And he sounded like he had the the, the he was the the trying to be the not Harrison Ford kind of thing. And it was working pretty good, but then on the second one, there was some parts of it that were very inconsistent. In the second part, it, it, the best way I could describe it is it reminded me about the way um, the winking that we would have, like in the Phantom Menace, where like Anakin Skywalker is like, you know, I'm gonna be a pilot, you know, like that kind of, you know, like wink, wink, you know, like a little bit too much on the nose kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm. That's just that just me. I understand that that's gonna be probably seems to me like that's probably gonna be the scene. Like they took the the language, the scene that's shown in the the first Super Bowl shot. So that's fine. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Whatever. But I, I don't be surprised if when you watch the movie, you hear people say like he didn't even like there was there wasn't a personality enough of of Han Solo. I think his I think the most Han Solo we got to me was the end of the trailer. Um, the official one when um, Kira is speaking to him and she she said she's basically saying like you know who you are like I know who you are and like you know he's like and what is that like and he has that that face of like you know like charming but then quickly he gets like serious because he knows he's gonna say if we all know it you're a scoundrel right like you know that line's gonna be exactly what she's gonna call him right yeah, yeah but like exactly. he had that like Harrison Ford kind of like. Not here's for Han Solo kind of charm, and then like quickly got like oh snap, like yeah, she's probably gonna call me a scoundrel. 
But um, there's a lot of stuff in this trailer that makes me interested in the movie. I'm still going to go for it. Lando looks phenomenal. Um, that's the one thing I think out of this whole thing that's like, wow. Like, I mean, he didn't even say anything. And, like, he looks like Lando. And he has, looks like he has the charm. I know. You, see, uh, you go ahead. No, no, yeah. There's like he didn't have any lines on the on the on the trailer, and like I said, he's probably going to be the saving grace of this movie. I I agree. I can't agree more. And the thing, like, I think the stuff that that can make this movie huge is that they deliver on these really powerful scenes. It looks to me like that one scene when they, the shot, the picture came on Entertainment Weekly as well, where you know he's standing on the side there, and there's like a room. I think that's the Sabak game, the famous uh, game that that where Han Solo um, wittingly is able to actually get the Millennium Falcon from Lando. I think that might be the the big scene, that the Sabak game that that we know about in Star Wars. I think we're going to see that there. Um, they didn't show anything of the Kessel Run. Happy about that. That's fantastic. That twelve parasec boom. Uh, that scene I don't need to see. We had talked about it before on the podcast. It's perfectly fine. Uh, there is another uh, one of the the characters that's with him um, that they show that that little group kind of clan that he's working together with. One of the ladies on there. I think she could be a character from the the Legends books. I know that they cherry picked from the Legends, but it has been said that um, like in the Legends there was this one specific character that she comes out later on during like you know, during the original trilogy timeline where she comes back and says, like, I'm Mrs. Solo, I'm married to Han Solo, even though she never was. We ended up finding out later on, like, it was a whole hoax or whatever. But it was because she worked with Han Solo during his his bounty days, you know, doing doing stuff for money. So she was just trying to use that to kind of come back into the picture. Maybe that will be that character exposed. There's a lot of little stuff that makes me as a Star Wars fan get really excited and to the to see further deeper into the Star Wars mythology. So I'm going to go see this movie, but I have a lot of hesitations. Uh, I, the trailer, the trailers didn't do it for me in the sense of like, Oh my goodness, this movie looks great. I'm in. I already was going to see the movie. This just gave me a little bit more flavor to it. But at the same time, didn't give me enough flavor of Han Solo, the character that I'm actually completely um, over my feelings of apparition and just this, this apprehension, just staying away from it. We'll see. I mean, I could be reading too much into it, but it's just a trailer. You know, two minutes. Yep. Like I said, positive. Uh, you know, uh, cautiously optimistic. So we'll see how this one goes. But right, right after that happened, and right, right the next day, we got some huge news um, that um, Star Wars is the gift that keeps on giving, whether you like it or not, and. Um, they've announced that the uh, show creators for the Game of Thrones are uh, going to be in charge of uh, a new Star Wars movie series. And it's speculation is that this is the, the series that would take part in between the Ryan Johnson trilogy. So this is going to be like the, uh, like the Rogue One and the Solo to whatever Ryan Johnson's working on. Um, and again, um, this is going to be um, written by um, the creators of the Game of Thrones series. Now, um, the, uh, these guys are, are trigger happy. You know, they like to kill, kill off characters, of course. Um, that's not, that doesn't play very well with the Star Wars fans. 
So they need to be very, very cautious on, on whatever they do, whatever it is, even if it's characters that don't matter, um, they need to be very, very cautious on how to do it. I think Rogue One did it in a very good way where uh, the, the characters had weight, but at the same time, because we all knew where this was going, you know, all the characters were, um, did, none of the characters from Rogue One didn't make it. So they, they need to be very, very cautious. They need to be very receptive with the fans and they need to make sure that um, they, uh, again, they, 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 it's not that like the fans need to dictate what these guys need, uh, need to do, but, uh, but at the same time, they, they need to be mindful of um, the pitfalls of, uh, of working on a Star Wars property. Um, so yeah, this, we have pretty much confirmed Star Wars for the next eight years, most likely, Joe. So one a year, uh, Disney's definitely taking a page from from uh, Marvel, and and of course Marvel because of um, the amount of characters and uh, what the MCU's final goal is is very different from Star Wars. Uh, we see multiple movies a year, but uh, Star Wars it looks like we're gonna get one a year. And uh, I heard today that Disney is actively working on a Star Wars series for. Uh, whatever the, their streaming service will be. So um, we'll see where this goes. Um, I'm, I'm going to, before before you, you jump in, Joel, my concern is that I, me as a Star Wars fan, it's, um, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to get fatigued and I'm afraid that I'm going to get tired of it. And I, I don't want to because I love Star Wars so much. Um, it's my favorite movie franchise of all time. It's, you know, something that shaped my childhood when back with, with the original trilogies and, and then adulthood. Like, you know, this movie's franchise, like even the prequels are, are very important to me. So... I, I don't want this to, to be, you know, trivialized. I want them to be an event, like when Fan Menace came out. Granted, it wasn't a great movie, but but it was an event, you know. It's like, man, I'm going to go see Star Wars since there's been 17 years since the last Star Wars movie. So I'm really, really excited to go see Star Wars, even if it's, you know, a mediocre movie. But I was fine back then. Um, but now I know that Disney has the higher standards and they're not going to make some of the mistakes that were made in the past. But, but at the same time, I don't want to get tired. I don't want to get fatigued and they need to find a way to create synergy between, um, the Ryan Johnson movies, uh, and the movies that, uh, this team's going to be working on and keep it fresh enough for me and I'm, when I say me is, uh, I think I'm collectively speaking, uh, as Star Wars fans, um, to just keep us engaged, and that's the the problem. Uh, if you don't keep it fresh, if you don't keep it good, um, you're gonna get disengaged fans, and uh, and it's back to the drawing board. And I really don't want to see that. So, uh, go ahead, Joe. Uh, just tell us what you think about this one. Oh boy, uh, I am very excited about this. Um, I, I think this is the kind of news that we need to hear. 
here's the reason why. When it comes to properties like Star Wars, they can't use the same formula as Marvel, um, where it's like, okay, we just gotta we gotta tell this story and tell this story and tell this story. I'm okay. I'm ha I'm happy with what we got with Rogue One. You see my apprehension towards the Han Solo. There's another one that's supposed to be on the way. I believe is that that's the Obi Wan movie that's in the works, um, which we haven't heard much more about. I think. When it comes to Star Wars, the only way to keep these movies relevant, keep the franchise strong, is that they take enough time in advance to to write the stories, to hash out what these things are going to be, to figure out what direction they want to go. So them announcing today, not today, but this week, I should say, that they're bringing these guys on, they're producing and they're writing, they're not directing. Nope. They are producing and writing this, this this script for this next trilogy. They're putting together a, a floor plan, basically, for these movies. So when the time is right, Kathleen can say this director comes in and is now going to be making this movie or making that movie or maybe all, the, all three of these movies. And that's what I like about it because I so the rumors I had heard is that we won't see the first one of this until maybe 2020. So they're yeah. giving themselves yeah. two years to put together some strong formula for this new trilogy. They're not rushing it. And I think that they're being proactive is the way I look at it. And that's why having a positive hope in what this new trilogy is going to be. I don't know. I, I still believe now knowing that this is separate from the Ryan Johnson thing, that this is their own thing. One of these things, and I'm praying it's not the TV show. I'm praying it's one of one or the other. One of these movie trilogies is going to be the Old Republic. I am praying that it's one of these, and it would make so much sense if it was these guys doing it, just because of the fact that when you're talking about death, if you're talking about the Old Republic, you're going to see a whole lot of de death happening. Yeah, that would be the only way. Yeah, yeah. You know, like basically any of those Jedi's have to be wiped out, and then there has to be the last Sith. Um, um, Darth Bane um, still living the, the the originator of there can only be two there can only be two you know there can only be one you know the, the one apprentice like, thing like he's the one who created that he he actually kills all the Sith just to get to that place where there can only be one so like I I think this could be the place they can do it but I don't know um, but I'm really hoping that that's the case um, but yeah I to totally hear where you're coming from about hoping that we don't get over fatigued hopefully we don't get over 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 uh, uh over exposure to to this there's so much star wars there's so much story to be told there's so much um mythology and rich source material to pull from don't rush it take your time it's interesting to know that when it's referred to in this um in the press release when they put it out there they refer to this as its own separate trilogy, separate from the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but they also say separate from the Skywalker saga. I don't know how to interpret that. Does that mean that that they're going to continue the Skywalker saga at some point? Does that mean that the Skywalker saga is completely going to end with this? Because it feels like Skywalker saga, you know, spoiler alert, ended with The Last Jedi. It feels that way after what happened, <laughs> but we'll see, right? Um, there might be some lineage there. We'll see. I, I'm still not sure. Anyway, there still is technically one alive, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a whole other conversation to be had. But I'm just saying, like, will they continue the Skywalker saga at some point? I don't know, but it seems like they're moving away and making these separate stories. Um, 
but I'm 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 optimistic that that it's okay because they're taking time out in advance and they're not just saying okay we're making this thing that's going to come on next year you yeah. know that they're playing out. If if Disney is smart, right? Um, there's there's absolutely no question that these guys are great storytellers, um, and they're a, they're definitely able to write, and they're that you know they got chops and they proved it. Um, that's that's you know. That's not what concerns me. Um, but if Disney, if Disney has wants to be smart about this, right, and wants to keep me excited, for example, I would give the first movie that this guy's produce or, or write to Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Nice. I would give him the first one um, because I'm confident that he can deliver an a masterpiece um he's gonna be you know it's proving that he can direct um action and he can direct drama and he can direct horror and he can direct giant robots so he's done everything he's the one that i would say here you go this is what we've come up with have some input direct the movie um and if if Disney does that, then okay, I'm in. No questions asked. Asked, I'm in. Done. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm not even worried about this movie. I'm not even fatigued anymore. Just, <laughs> just getting him would be like a can of rock star. <laughs> so it would get it's been rumored before too. So I it may not be that far. And he made it public that he wanted to do it. He's like, hey, uh, Disney, I I want to direct the Star Wars movie. So. I, I'd say that if if Disney does that, if they're able to come up with some agreement and they're able to uh, um, get Del Toro in, I mean, and no questions asked. Um, if they're gonna keep looking for, uh, you know, um, uh, a jack of all trades like Ron Howard, uh, where it's like he's competent but he's not fantastic, then I'm worried. Uh, but but when you have someone that like Del Toro, where he's a visionary and he is more into practice, practical effects, and uh, he writes well, the, the interactions that he does with human and non-human characters on his movies are are fantastic. Like just go watch Hellboy, uh, you know, go watch Pacific Rim, you know, go watch um, Shape of Water. It's nominated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that would be to me that would be the no-brainer. But um, I just don't want to get sour to, tired of Star Wars. Star Wars is something very important to me. So um, let's keep the ball rolling. Hopefully, Solo is going to be all right. If Solo turns out to be a good movie, even if the actor's not great, uh, then I, then I'll be happy because we we have a year and a half break from there, right? Is it or is it summer twenty nineteen for? Episode nine. No, episode nine is Christmas twenty nineteen. Okay, so we'll we'll have a year and a half for a break, and and I think we can we can recoup <laughs> after that. So, um, but but yeah, uh, we'll see where this goes, uh, and and then jumping into the the last bit of news that movie news that came out today, Joel. Unexpectedly, we're getting a Venom trailer tomorrow. Yeah. Um... All new Venom trailers, so please, guys, 
next week. I know we're going to have an in-depth conversation about it because the poster came out. And, I mean, all it is is basically the eyes it's and venom. the look. Yeah. Venom. I mean, yeah. I can't say anything more than that. But I like it. I mean, I, I mean, I can't. It's, it, it's what it is, right? Like it's it's it is venom, like you said. Yeah. So I'm excited to finally get feast my eyes on what is this movie because we have seen nothing but some set pictures that show nothing, and uh, Tom Hardy speaking to Brazil Comic Con. So I don't know what to expect of this movie, man. <laughs> but we'll see. Yep. Uh, I, I'm. I don't think we're we're gonna see a full shot of venom. For sure, uh, we're gonna get glimpses, uh, and we're gonna get glimpses of uh, Carnage. So they they need to keep me excited. Um, I'm excited for this movie. Actually, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, like, I know that Spider Man is a huge deal for you. Um, I'm I'm not saying that Venom is a huge deal for me, uh, but I like the character quite a bit. And I like Tom Hardy as an actor a lot, so um, so I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, again, Sony doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to producing the superhero movies, but um, but we'll see. I mean, they were involved with Homecoming uh, to a certain degree, and the and it turned out good. So we'll see. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, that's all I have, Joel. I don't know if you got anything else. I know that's all I got too, except to say again, we got next week's going to be a, a big episode because remember, uh, we've got Venom coming. Um, I know there's some other stuff that, that might be coming down the line that I've heard some rumors about. So every episode just keeps getting more and more juicy. This one was a pretty action packed filled stuff, but I want to make sure to give you guys now where you can stay connected and following us because we're so glad to see the growth in our followers and our listeners and just want to say thank you. Um, just doesn't go unnoticed. We appreciate you guys. Um, we want to make sure you guys stay connected with us by following us on social media by giving us a follow at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, if you follow us on those social medias, you'll see when we post for latest episodes and some some little news here in between. On top of that, we also ask if you're listening to the podcast version of this. Go ahead and throw us a um, subscription on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, if you're subscribed on iTunes, if you could please throw a review for us. That really helps us out. Um, share the podcast with the other people, your friends, your family. Uh, and then if you are on YouTube, also subscribe to this channel. Throw a like. Uh, drop us a comment. Again, share it with others. We really appreciate it and we're thankful. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, any follow-up feedback that you want to throw to us. We're always open to that. Uh, we might even talk about it here on the show. So shoot us an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, for this great episode. Yeah, thank you, guys, and we will see you next week.